Welcome to another episode of Pull the Goalie with your host, Peter Bradbury. Uh, this episode, we're going to be focusing on the German League, both DEL and DEL2. We will also take a look at the Czech League, and while we're at it, we will have a look so far at the new NHL season. So, we start off in Germany with the DEL, the Deutsche Ice Hockey League. Um, so, if we scan the table as it is, we can see that we have Penguins at the top of the north section and also down at the bottom. Um, really a tale of two Penguins, you could say. Um, in the sense that you have Bremerhaven or Fishtown Penguins, whichever you prefer to call them. Uh, they lead the way on 18 points with eight games played, a winning streak of six straight wins following their opening two losses in the new league campaign that came against the Cologne Sharks and uh, the Ice Bear Berlin. Um, for the bottom side penguins in Kreifeld or Krefeld, um, they've really. I did mean to touch on this last week, and I never got the chance to. Um, but it's very difficult to describe what's going on there for the the kind of the North Rhineland um, club. Um, so, if you can cast your minds back to last year, well, no, it's a long time ago, uh, 18 days, um, so, at the end, or towards the end of the DEL season, uh, there was a case of, they were in financial problems, uh, they, there was rumours they wouldn't be able to see the season out due to financial, uh, Irregularities, I suppose, is a term to use. Um, so there was a complete and utter chaos within the, the club. Um, it seemed there was rumours of someone had pulled out, then someone went to buy the team, it dragged on and on. Eventually, they got saved, thankfully. Um, and then you had the coach leave... Um, of oh, the coach leaving the club, you had a court case involving one of Crayfell's top players down the years in Daniel Pieta. Um, so you had his contract. Oh, went to court over his contract. Uh, then you had signings that lasted around a cup of coffee. Um, as I said, the coach left. Then you've got the fact that. They've lost eight straight, um, and in truth, they have not really been at the races or even in games and been competitive. Um, so looking at the Crayfeld at the moment, um, it's basically 12 goals they've scored so far this season with 38 conceded. 
Um, and if we kind of quickly run through their eight games so far. Uh, so they opened up with a 4-1 defeat to Wolfsburg. Uh, then they ran the Isahorn Roosters 3-2. All losses, by the way. Uh, then they were shut out by Berlin. Then it was a 6-3 loss to DG Dusseldorf. Uh, Cologne then hammered him 7-2. Bremerhaven then beat him in the Battle of the Penguins 2-0. In the return game, it saw Bremerhaven winning 6-2. And this past Sunday saw Berlin travelling to Krefeld and just I, I don't think it would be going over the top to say that that game could easily have been 10-2, 15-2. The chances that Berlin had in that game and either got a bit overconfident or just failed to, to bury when they had very decent positions. Um, I mean... Coming into that game, Berlin hadn't won an away game, and it was probably more of a shock they had so many chances. Um, but even going back to the Magenta Sports Cup that got played prior to this season, um, so if you look at that, the the only won two of the six games, literally in that comp in that competition, um, so. So technically, they have lost nine games in a row, if you want to use that kind of pre-season tournament of sorts. Um, but it's just, I mean, there's heading into the season, it just seemed a case of Crayfell signed someone. Then about ten days later, they were released. Then they'd bring someone else in, and then they seemed to be replaced or told to kind of move on it's just been it's it's just been an awkward difficult situation there at the club for the last year um and especially is the way things are going at the moment for him in the in the league um it doesn't get any easier um i mean then the next team they face is wolfsburg um in Two days time, so that's on Wednesday. Um, and it's, I mean, they haven't picked, registered a single point yet, and in truth, haven't really looked likely to. Uh, so they sit ten points back uh, from sixth place. The the only plus you you can say in the German league um, is the fact that they adopt the free points for a win policy as opposed to the UK and the NHL uh, so a couple of wins so if they can put a string of three wins back to back can easily take them a point or so behind um, Wolfsburg or whoever's occupying six um, but if we kind of move on from Penguins uh Bremerhaven, I mean, they, last season they did kind of have these good games and were a bit of a 
and and menace to to sides. Um, but this season they just seem to be on a slightly different level of sorts. Uh, of course, it's it's early doors, and we're only. I mean, hell, we're only eight games into this new season, so there's plenty of time for things to completely change around. Um, but, I mean, looking at the the table so far, uh, it's, it's an interesting section, the North, in, in fairness, because compared to the South, it... it doesn't it didn't seem that strong on paper to begin with um but it does arguably seem to be the probably the most competitive of of the uh of the table obviously Byron Greyfeld um so you've got uh the roosters who are on a free game winning streak so far you've got Dusseldorf again on a free game um winning streak uh, with three straight overtime wins. Um, Wolfsburg up and down. Cologne Sharks, who went through a, a massive losing streak last season. Um, to which I, it was pushing 18 or something like that. Um, so they're currently on a four-game slide, as it is. Um, Berlin... Sitting in for kind of Berlin probably sounds a bit of a, a biased opinion, but they do seem to just be kind of finding the the feet finally this season because uh, the Magenta Sports Cup they didn't win a single game, never <laughs> never looked like winning a game. Um, this season at home they have been very dominant, away from home bit choppy um but then things seem to have been turning against Dusseldorf uh they had a 3-0 lead blew it in a 5-4 overtime uh, finally picked up as I said their first away win this past weekend um but then like I said at home very dominant um to the point that they haven't shipped a goal at home for 120 minutes and 33 seconds um, since the first home game against, oh, strangely enough, Bremerhaven. Um, so, and the next game that they face is the Cologne Sharks, which it's going to be an interesting game. Whether, whether they can keep this kind of or how long they can keep up this kind of um, shutout streak for. Um, so, so obviously, quick again, quick rundown of the North. Uh, so, uh, Crayfeld in seventh on no points. Uh, Grizzly Wolfsburg in sixth on ten points. Uh, Cologne Sharks also on ten points in fifth but with uh, more regulation wins, being two. Uh, Dusseldorf are in fourth in 12 points. Uh, Berlin sitting third on 14. 
Eitahon Roosters are in second on 17. And a point ahead of them is Bremerhaven Penguins on 18. Turning our attention to the south side of things. And I think pre-hand of the season, you probably would have picked either Mannheim or uh, Red Bulls Munich to be one of the top two. It's pretty much how it's played out at the moment. Um, However, for me, the surprise team of the if you want to include the 2020-2021 season uh, is that of the Schwenninger Wild Wings um, in the Magenta Sports Cup they played extremely well uh, would have kind of qualified for the knockout stages but chose not to whether it was Covid related or they just didn't want to carry on that is pr- probably more Covid um, I never did find out why um, but their record at the moment stands at play date 1-4 1 overtime win um, 3 losses 14 points Six, sitting third a point behind Munich in second um, and 4 off that of Mannheim though does seem to be the free does seem to be Mannheim, Munich and Schwenninger are the, the better free teams in the southern section so far. Um Ingolstadt I think that's a case of they've just not really kind of got going in a sense yet. Um but you know they they can be dangerous. Um but in the summon section, if your team name is any relation to a big cat, you are kind of struggling this season. Uh, so the bottom three is that of the Augsburger Panther um, on 10 points, the Straubing Tigers on 7, as well as the Nuremberg Ice Tigers on 7. Uh, for a time it was Straubing who were the surprise package last season um so they they managed to pick up a a couple of wins of late uh the first win came in their derby against singlestad um to which my friend lucas who i know will probably be listening or watching this uh good evening um so they've their losses have been to schwenninger Augsburger, and so pretty much lost to the Tigers, in other words. Uh, Though they did win their last game 3-2 against the Ice Tigers at home. Um, But it does seem to be a case of who can catch Mannheim and Munich. Um, At the moment, Schwenninger is still carrying on their great form. As I said, from the Magenta Sports Cup, um, Ingolstadt I think will very quickly pick things up as 
season goes on. Um, then it's just a how the other teams do. I mean, Nuremberg, I expected to do a lot better than they are. Um, Straubing. I didn't think they were going to repeat what they did last year. I'll I'll kind of leave it at that. But they are still an enter- entertaining team to, to watch. Um, but it did say last week uh, the Red Bulls coach, Don Jackson, who was formerly of the Iceberg Berlin, won us a shed load of titles. Um he recently took charge of his 900th game behind the bench. Uh, unfortunately for for him on the night, it's saw Augsburger shocking the Red Bull side uh, with a 6-5 loss in the Ice Hall or the Olympic Ice Hall in Munich. Um, I mean, there's not really much I can I can add to the the southern section. Um, it's, again, it's still all early days. Um, but yes, I will quickly run down the league title, or the league standings in the south. Uh, so, bottom to top, uh, the Nuremberg Ice Tigers in seven points, in seventh. Uh, Straubing Tigers in six on seven. In fifth is the Augsburg Panthers on ten. Uh ERC Ingolstadt on 10 points in 4th. In 3rd place is the Schwenninger Wild Wings on 14. In 2nd place is Red Bulls Munich on 15. And free clear is that of the Adler Mannheim on 18 points. So, it's going to be an interesting DL season for sure. Um, especially as it's the, I think I said it last week, it's the first time in a long, long time uh, that the DL will has been split into two kind of divisions. Um, so yes, that is your DEL roundup. So, if we move to the league below, in the I don't know I'm doing finger things for, uh, in DEL two, uh, we see the Castle Huskies are still the runaway leaders in the standings. Um, so looking at the notes I've done for it, uh, it's in the Huskies with big wins over Cofferan and the Bodoit Tigers. Um, so their 10-game winning streak coming to an end against a fourth-place Bietigheim Steelers in overtime. Um, so, I mean, one loss, really, in kind of 10 games isn't the, the worst thing that could happen. Because um, they're still miles clear of everyone else. And to, to be honest, I've... If it's going to be much like last year, um, I think Castle will easily run away with this in the league standings, at least. Uh, playoff time could be different, as it most times it normally is. Um, 
but then looking down, you've you've got Pete Russell's Freiburg side, um, who've won four of their last five. Uh, they're only lost coming a week last Sunday. Uh, that came against Tulsa Lowen in a 4-2 defeat. However, they bounced back with a 6-1 win against Weisswasser. Um, then they gained revenge with a... Oh, sorry. They carried it on with a 4-3 win over Tulsa in overtime, having trailed 3-1. Um, with their Swedish forward, Andre Hult, scoring the tying goal and then the winning goal 15 seconds in. Um, for my adopted team in Vice Versa Foxes, Oh dear. Um, so I think I'd put it. I think I put down the other day uh, that it is literally now. If I can get my little prediction, not predictions, but uh, so five straight losses as it stands. Uh, been outshot eighteen to eight over the five games that they've lost. Um, so, if you go back to a week last Friday, it saw him taking Heilbronn, or Heilbronner, uh, had a 4-2 lead, and then just kind of fell apart, uh, to which the Falcons took a 5-4 shootout win, uh, with two goals in the shootout coming from Bryce Gervais or Gervais, uh, whichever choosing you prefer. Uh, that was then followed up, as I said, with a 6-1 defeat against Freiburg. Um, and then suffered another 4-1 loss to the Falcons in midweek. <laughs> then suffered a further 3-2 loss against Kromitsau, Ice. Um, Ice Pyroton. And then this. Because I've not updated the the thing since. So last night saw him taking on Cothran. At home. Um, lost 1-0. E yeah. It's, it's not been a great time for a, to be a Foxes fan at the moment. Um, I mean it could be worse. Uh, it could be the Dresden Ice Lowen, uh, who occupy bottom spot on 18. So, you know, it's not all bad. Um, but yeah, it's not all good either, in fairness. Uh, so, if you have a quick look at the rises and fallies in the league. So, looking at the fallies first... Uh, Ravensburg, who were um, in second, have dropped down to fourth. Uh, Tolza Lowen have dropped to fifth. Frankfurt Lowen have gone from eighth to tenth. So they have dropped out of the main body of the playoffs, more outside the playoffs as it stands. Uh, the risers in this week's roundup. Uh, is Freiburg, 
who have risen to the lofty heights of second, uh, having been fifth last week. And vice versa, somehow have gone from 11th to 9th. Just, I don't know either. I don't know either. Um, but they have. So, there. Uh, so, if we have a look at the... Oh, hell to it. Let's just go from bottom to top in the DL2 standings. So we have the Dresden Ice Loan, bottom of the table on 18 points. Um, Hellebronner on 19 points in 13th. Uh, Boyruf. Boyruf Tigers on 22 points in 12th. Then you have the Frankfurt Loan on. 23 points in 11th. Then comes the two kind of playing sides. Uh, so you've got Kofferin on 23, uh, Weisswasser on 26, uh, Bad Nauheim on 29th in 8th, uh, Krimitzau on 30th in 7th, and Lanschut um, in 6th on 30, uh, Tolzelowen on 33, uh, Bietigheim Steelers on 36, uh, the Ravensburg Stars on 38, uh, Freiburg on 38 as well, and the leaders, as I said, in the Castle Huskies on 49. So, uh, that is your kind of mini window into the Second division or second tier, even of German hockey. Uh, next up, we will look at the Czech League. So, we move, as I say, to the Czech Extra Liga. Um, the top four, as we look, is Sparta Prague leading the way on 67 points. Uh, Played 34-120, uh, one overtime win, five losses in overtime, and eight defeats. Uh, Chinek, 32 played, 17 wins, six losses, keeping it just to regulation. Uh, they're on 64. Um, Milad Boleslav, uh, they're on 62. Uh, with Pilsen in fourth. On 59. Uh, looking at little notes, if you will, uh, which there isn't many that I've written. Um, so, prior to the previous day, uh, when they faced Trinic uh, and lost 5 4 in a shootout, um, Sparta had won four of their last five with Kometa Bruno or Bruno uh, shocking them in a 4-3 overtime game which has pretty much been their downfall um, in recent in this year then 2021 um, so speaking of Bruno uh, they're the 
one of the form sides of the past 10 games or so. Um, and prior to yesterday, had gone so far into this new year without dropping a single, well, not registering a point. Um, or failed to have not registered a point even. Um, so, I mean, Bernard's been quite a, a decent side in, in recent times. Um, so, but again, we're, we're 32 games into their season. Things can easily change with their points. Three for a win, two for a regulation, uh, two for a overtime win. So things can change. Um, so, and then you got Chinek who snapped their four-game losing streak with a three-one win over Mountfield. Uh, but then, then they. Obviously defeated Prague, so they're on a two-game winning streak, uh, which is good for them, with two games in hand on Sparta. Uh, and then you've got Liberets, who started the year with four wins, but have dropped their last two. Um, again, my notes are slightly off. i uh, not doing uh, yesterday's games. Uh, to which Liberette beat Pilsen 3-2 in overtime. So that's put them up to fifth. Um, so looking at the table, Mabel. Um, so in 14th, it is... Sesk Budajavis. In 13th, is Zeline in 12th is Olomots in 11th is Livinov in 10th is Vikovic uh, in 9th is Kometa Bruno 8th is Padubica in 7th is Kolovari in 6th is Matfield Hockey Club in 5th is Liberets Fourth is Pilsen, three is Milad Boleslav, second is Trinic, and first is Sparta Prague. Um, yeah, the Czech League is one that I am trying to learn a lot more on. I will, I will say that, and my pronunciation of teams is terrible, and I guarantee will improve. By the time the season ends. Um, but yes, that is your check roundup. Um, I suppose we might as well talk about the NHL then. So, NHL. Um, a bit different format, you could arguably say. Um, so, it's a, obviously... A smaller league games this year, um, to which, as opposed to having kind of different divisions and two conferences, uh, we have gone to four divisions for this COVID season, uh, with the East, the West, 
are the central and the north. Um, the south just doesn't get a look in. Um, so if we quickly go through the teams in each conference. So uh, the west uh, is best. So but on this occasion it isn't. Uh, so we've got the Arizona Coyotes, the Colorado Avalanche, the Minnesota Wild, the Vegas Golden Knights, followed by the Californian sides in the Anaheim Ducks, the Los Angeles Kings, and the San Jose Sharks. And then the added inclusion of the former Stanley Cup champions, in the St. Louis Blues from a couple of years ago. In the central, uh, we have the Tampa Bay Lightning, current defending and reigning Stanley Cup champions. Alongside them is the side they beat to lift Lord Stanley's Cup last year in the Dallas Stars. Uh, we then have the Chicago Blackhawks, the Detroit Red Wings, or the Nashville Predators, or the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, the Florida Panthers, and last but not least, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, I was going to say something, but I've completely lost train of thought. In moving to the east. This is more what I call the group of death. Um, so you have the Washington Capitals, the Boston Bruins, the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Philadelphia Flyers, the New York Rangers and Islanders. Then you have the New Jersey Devils and rounding it off are the Buffalo Sabres. Um, it's... I, the teams I feel sorry for in that is New Jersey and Buffalo. Um, and the way Pittsburgh are going at the moment, I can slightly feel sorry for them. Uh, but not too sorry. Um, so, I'll quickly go through this one. Um, so the East, the West and the Central are all the American sides. And because of how things are over there, virus-wise, uh, there is a how can we put it? Almost like a lockdown in the fact that the Canadians do not want Americans coming over the border. Um, Americans probably don't want Canadians coming over the border. Um, so the American sides are facing just the American sides. Um, however, in the final division, we have the North, uh, which... Again, offs just cool. Um, so in that is literally just the Canadian teams. And for those that don't know the teams, I'll give you a reminder. So you have the Toronto Maple Leafs, or the Montreal Canadiens, or the Winnipeg Jets, the Edmonton Oilers, the Calgary Flames, the Vancouver Canucks, and rounding off the Canadian side of things is the Ottawa Senators. Um, so, um, originally I was going to talk about the early season, um, but I've decided to leave it this week, 
and then come back to it next week. However, I have decided to give it a very brief, brief uh, wording or brief briefing. Oh, sorry. Um, so we're about three to four games into the the season for all teams. Some might have only played two or three. Um, but we've already seen five shutouts in the league already. Um, with both the New York sides trading shutouts against one another. Uh, with the Isles blanking the Rangers on opening night. And then the Rangers opting to do the same to the Islanders on Saturday night. With a 5-0 win at the Garden. Um, to which I've kind of worked out as well if your name begins with C then you are more likely to pick up a shutout at the moment uh, this is purely just it's not even it, it's kind of facts but then it's just me just making random stuff up um, but as again it's a slightly facts so you've got the Carolina Hurricanes who gave a duck egg to the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, you've got the Colorado Avalanche who basically had an avalanche of goals. Um, bad on the pun. Against the St. Louis Blues to win 8-0. Um, and then this past weekend saw the Calgary Flames blanking their fellow Canadians in the Vancouver Canucks. Three goals to nil. Um... That's pretty much it for this week. Um, again, as I say every week, uh, thank you very much for taking the time out of your busy little lives, um, or big lives if you have them. Um, but yes, and hopefully you have enjoyed the really crap uh, NHL set I have. And when I say NHL, I just mean hockey. Um, and for those that are merely interested, just because I'm trying to fill time, because I had a kind of a limit I was going to do it to, and it, it is slightly overrun. Um, but if you're obviously listening to this on the podcast, you'll have to just believe me. Uh, so you have the Arizona Coyotes... The Manchester Millionaires ball hockey jersey, for which I am the legendary goalkeeper, or netminder. Uh, the Jokerit jersey. Iceberg Berlin. A Manchester Phoenix and Manchester Store, just to keep people happy from both teams um, that may be watching. They're probably not. Oh, and the Chicago flag behind. And also wearing a Blackburn Hawks woolly hat. Um, that sounds more like I'm doing a sponsorship deal, doesn't it? But, as it is. But yes, on a serious note, thank you for, for listening. Uh, thank you for watching. God knows why. Um, but yes, if there's anything you'd like me to include... Um, other than learning, obviously, teams' names, uh, to which I hold my hand up. 
um, then I will try my best to include it in future episodes. Uh, I would also like to try and get someone to help me on these. Um, pretty much because it is fairly difficult and I am quite awkward recording these. Uh, especially video, because I am not a very good person in front of the camera, as you probably know. But I digress. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, enjoy your hockey, no matter whether it's NHL, uh, whether it's illegal streaming of AHL games, uh, even KHL games. Uh, thank you very much. And we will see you next week.